Thank you for listening to the Lake Murray Baptist Church podcast. Lake Murray Baptist Church is a Southern Baptist church located in Lexington, South Carolina. My name is David Sons, and I serve as the family and discipleship pastor here at the church, as well as the host of this podcast. Our hope is that this podcast would be a resource for our members who are seeking to live out their faith in Jesus Christ in their everyday lives. We want to use this platform to exalt Jesus and equip the members of Lake Murray to be the church where they live, work, and play. Welcome to this episode of the Lake Murray Baptist Church Podcast. Thanks for listening. My guests today are some of the most important people to the ministry and mission of Lake Murray Baptist Church, but you might not know them well because most of the work they do, they do behind the scenes. I'm privileged to call each of them a friend and have personally benefited from their wisdom across various seasons and situations. Each of them offer a unique perspective and measure of grace to whatever ministry opportunity they're a part of, and I'm grateful to welcome the wives of our pastoral staff, Allison Powell, Allison Sons, Laura DeWeese, and Katie Bennett, onto the podcast. Well, ladies, I'm really thankful that you uh, have, de- have uh, decided to do this today, and I know that it'll be a great help to our church. And I wanted to just ask you just some specific questions um, about kind of these last few weeks and, and maybe what the Lord's been showing you and, and maybe some encouragement that you would give to some other ladies or, or other members of our congregation. And so, Allison Powell, I'll come to you. You are in a unique position of being a mom of four kids. Uh, all the way from teenagers all the way down to I think Patton is four, uh, and so you are kind of running the gamut right now of being a mom in the midst of quarantine. And so, what have been some ways that you have been investing in your family during this time, and and maybe some encouragements that you would give to to other moms in our congregation who are trying to do the same? Well, first of all, I just want to say that I'm definitely not a parenting expert. Um, The only thing that makes me qualified to answer this question is that I am definitely in the thick of it right now. And, um, you know, I don't know how they're going to turn out on the other side of adulthood yet. So we're just praying and hoping that um, that they're going to be okay. But anyway, um, you know, we, we have been able to to spend a lot more time together, especially having teenagers, um, their schedules are super busy. I find that this season of life for them, for my older kids, um, is busier than when they were younger. They're on the go more with sports and music lessons and theater productions and um, just things that take us outside of the home. Um, so just being able to, to be home and invest in them to, to have deeper conversations, more time for that. And, um, just to kind of, you know, really focus a lot on what it means to follow Christ. Um, and I want to say to model that for them, but more often than not, it's us making mistakes and, Uh, me making mistakes and just showing them that I too need forgiveness from God and that, um, you know, I need to, to be living in light of his grace. Um, So it's that, it's being able to invest in that and, um, you know, hoping that one day on the other side, when they leave this house, um, that, you know, I'm not dragging them to church. I'm not throwing a Bible in their lap to read that they're going to, be choosing to do that on their own. So just modeling that and and having a lot of conversations about what it means to follow Christ and make your faith your own, especially as, you know, as you know, as uh, pastor's kids, that their faith needs to be genuine and not just because it's what we believe. 
Yeah, we we've really seen that even in our house with our with younger kids, just the importance of intentional conversations and the more opportunity that we've had to kind of have intentional conversations in this time because things have significantly slowed down. Uh, in this season for us. And and I think that's so good. Uh, just as you said, none of us are parenting experts, right? We all are uh, learning, kind of building the plane as we're flying it in some way, right? And and I think it is such a good model uh, of of what it is to be a believer where, where we're modeling grace for our kids. Uh, so uh, ladies, I'll, I'll ask any, any other you who kind of chime in on uh, uh, on um, modeling this for our kids in this season? I think it's just hard. I think um, when you are together for so much time, you tend to think that you've talked about everything that you can kind of think of to talk about. But then, and even sometimes the kids will start talking and they don't stop talking and you think you're going to kind of lose it. But those are those times where you really kind of just need to dive in deep and, and think about the things that you haven't really discussed with them, get into those gospel conversations and really talk about things that are on their minds. Cause you, the most random things will come up when you just let them kind of talk and you can pick up on that one thing that really interests them and, and that you can really speak to. Mm, that's good, Laura. Allison, go ahead. Well, I was just going to kind of tag on to that, to what Allison said about my expectation for my Bible reading time and my prayer time right now is much different than reality. Um, and modeling for my kids that I'm making time, I guess, to read the Bible in front of them has been helpful for me to see lately. Um when they're in school and activities and we have more of a routine, I feel like it's a lot easier for me to wake up early and to have that quiet time. And so um, I guess being in God's word has been one of the things that I've been able to model more with them being home because they can see it and it's happening while they're in my house more. Mm. Yeah. And I want to ask just Allison, while, while uh, you've kind of thinking along that train of thought, uh, as we think about some of those personal and spiritual disciplines, you mentioned, you know, time in the word, uh, time in prayer. Um, what are some ways that you are trying to practice those things in a season that is very different? Uh, and, and what encouragement would you give to folks in our congregation who are trying to do the same? Well, I think first letting go of your expectation that you have to read the Bible and pray in a certain way. <laughs> um, as far as spiritual disciplines, it every the unique thing about this time is everybody's life looks different than it did seven weeks ago. And so I think we're all in this together of this like changing, molding um, time frame. But one of the things that has really helped me lately is just making time to be in God's word. Um, in the midst of uncertainty and lack of routine and things that are causing anxiety for me, I recognize even more the importance of keeping the discipline of being in God's word um, because God's word speaks to those things and it's true. And as believers, we can stand on that truth. Um, and just real personally, if I follow too many um, political posts or the news too much, or 
I read a bunch of people's opinions during times like this, my anxiety just gets really high um, and I struggle. And so um, the personal discipline of looking to scripture and the truth of that um, really just speaks to those things. Um, Like it reminds me that God has always been in control and um, that I very much have not. And then the second piece to that kind of plays into what we were talking about with um, modeling for our children is that God's word reminds me that I need a lot of grace and patience. And that reminds me to have patience and grace with my children. And I feel like it's really hard right now in being home all of the time. And like Laura said, they're talking all of the time and um, being in God's word just reminds me that they need grace and patience just like I do that God has given me that. And so I can give that to them. Yeah, and just to add to what you said, Allison, about um, there's no particular way that it has to be done as far as studying scripture, reading your Bible. Um, there's some some guidelines, but not a lot in the Bible about a particular particular way that we have to do things. And so I think one thing that's God's reminded me um, of during this quarantine is that he's gifted me uniquely as a mom and that... Um, each, each mom has different gifts and different things that they're good at and what works for one family. You know, you might read this book about scheduling or whatever, and it seems great. And you try to implement it in your own family and it doesn't work. And I think that God gives us those unique um, skills and gifts as moms for our own children, for the children that he's given us. And so that's encouraging, you know, like that he, he's with us. He's gifted us with those things. He's a creative God who makes us all different. And so that kind of helps me in these times to know, okay, there's certain black and white guidelines, but then past that, I need to kind of go with the intuition that God has given me as a mom. Yeah, I think those are good. And, and, and I, I want to ask too about just personal disciplines. Um, you know, Allison, I know, um, you were talking a minute ago just about, um, some of those spiritual disciplines, but, but I know just, you know, being at home with you, uh, like you're, you're practicing some of those, uh, other kind of practices, disciplines that are going on as well. What are some other important things that have, that have kind of helped you keep you, kept you encouraged during these, during these weeks? Yeah. So, I mean, I said scripture and prayer and that's like ultimate actually um, was listening to the podcast that you did with Don Whitney. And he was talking about how prayer and scripture is quality control for all of the other disciplines in your life, like spiritual disciplines, personal disciplines. That was really helpful. So I just wanted to add that in there that that podcast was really helpful. Um, But also like, this is my mantra always, but exercise is just really helpful for me. Um, again, like dealing with stress and anxiety and needing an outlet. Um, I'm a mom of three and I say three because my seven month old is crawling now. Um, very active children. And so we have to move and get out and, um, having a regular discipline of movement is definitely helping me. And I've seen that a lot, even in talking with people in my connect group or um, just people that I'm friends with that getting out and taking walks, like a lot of moms are just kind of doing those habits and things like that. And so um, one of the biggest things that I've learned, I guess, in the last six weeks is that 
giving up everything that we were doing beforehand is probably not helpful. Um, at least for me, like giving up my Bible reading and giving up exercise is not helpful, but letting go of the expectations that it has to be done in a certain way, like Allison was sharing. Um, so there's like, I think there's a good balance there of keeping the disciplines, but recognizing that you got to be flexible um, during the season and during this time. I just wanted to tag in on that too, because with two children, um, very different situations, Hannah broke her ankle over spring break. And so our activity level kind of plummeted in a sense when that happened. And then we were cooped up in the house for several weeks or have been continually cooped up in the house. William, if he doesn't get outside, he absolutely does show an entirely different attitude. There's the anger and frustration, anxiety always builds up. And with Hannah, even just going outside and, you know, kind of crutching around the the perimeter of the house at least gets her out in that fresh air. And it really does change their, their mental focus and clarity in what we're doing. And, you know, I know at some point we'll lead into like talking about schooling and, and education, but I know that with that, particularly those, that scheduling and that um, staying, trying to stay on some kind of a schedule with that exercise and that mental uh, clearing up is helpful to stay focused on their work as well. It, it definitely helps them focus more on that. Yeah, Laura, I think that's really good. And it leads into my next question really is, um, a lot of our folks have found themselves in a position now where they're doing crisis homeschooling, right? Mm -hmm. And so all of the anxiety and all of the logistics that come with doing some crisis homeschooling. And so you're in a really unique position here. And and I'll let uh, some of our other uh, former teachers on the call speak to this as well. But you're in a really unique position where you are a uh, a teacher, a public school teacher, and a, a mom of public school students. And so now you're having to balance teaching your kids at home and teaching your kids at school. And so what are some encouragements maybe that you would give to some of these parents uh, from your own experience on how to kind of walk through and think about process schooling during this time? The biggest thing um, I, I would say is just keep doing it. Just keep at it and don't give up. Um, it is tough and there is nothing. I have no magic wand on this. Um, we have discovered that it does, me being a teacher actually has very little relevance or help in, in this crisis homeschooling of my own kids. Uh, I try everything I know, my strategies, my bag of tricks, and it still is it's nothing compared to, you know, William and his, or Hannah's uh, frustration with the situation. I'm not their teacher. And so they don't see me as their teacher. Um, And it's not homeschooling in in traditional homeschooling format. So it's just a tough situation all the way around. And I, and I encourage everyone to just keep at it. If you have to take breaks, lots of breaks, go outside take a walk. Uh, it's, it's good, you know, do what you can do and then stop. Don't spend too much time on it. Don't uh, kill yourself over it. Um, but enjoy the time with the kids. I think if I, the one thing that was a negative is me being a teacher and a teacher mom is that I felt like I had to keep that schedule. I had to 
wake up at a certain time, get the kids going at a certain time and keep them plugging along by, by their schedule. And um, I missed, I think, a lot of memories and opportunities to just go enjoy my kids. And so over the past week or so, I've just kind of stopped. And when the kids are done mentally, we're done. And then we go out, we make some memories. And if they feel like going back to it, we do. Yeah, it's such a, I think everything that we're kind of hearing is everybody is trying to just adjust. And and it's so important to kind of know your own family, right? And know your own routines Mm -hmm. uh, and know your own rhythms and not try to, uh, I guess overlay the rhythms of another family on onto your family, and and that comes uh, you know as well with with being parents. It comes with being spouses, um, but it also comes with like our own work. And so, Katie Bennett, I- I'll come to you. Uh, obviously, you work for the South Carolina Baptist Convention and uh, have been brought home doing your work from home. And I know uh, your husband is also working at home as well. And so uh, talk to us a little bit about kind of the two of you working at home together. What are some things that uh, you've kind of learned here? And what are some ways that you would encourage uh, some of our folks who may be kind of walking through this season working from home? I'm not going to lie. When when this all started and when I you know got the news that we were going to be working from home, I was so nervous. I I just, I just didn't know what it was going to be like. And, um, I love my husband, um, but I don't think in, um, in the time that we've been married, we've ever spent this amount of time together at home day in and day out. And so I was just really nervous and anxious and I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't know if we were going to drive each other crazy or if we were going to be able to stand each other in a few weeks from now. Um, but honestly, this season has just been so sweet. I feel like for our marriage and um, the Lord has just been so kind to take all of those anxieties and those worries that I had, um, you know, seven weeks ago. And he's just completely turned those on their head. Um, I just feel like I've really learned the importance of just being so intentional to put my husband's needs before my own. Um, you know, it's so easy to get annoyed or to get frustrated with our spouses, especially because we're spending so much time together and we're sharing the same space 24 seven. But I just feel like we have both really tried to find the little little things that we can do for one another, you know, bringing in the cup of coffee while they're on a call or, um, you know, trying to cook lunch for one another or clean up the dishes in the kitchen without being asked. And just those little things um, have gone so far, I feel like for our relationship and in our marriage. And it's just kind of made this season a little bit more bearable um, because everything is so different and everything is not like we're used to it. Um, And so that's one thing that I hope that that continues even beyond this season. You know, like I hope that hope that our marriage continues in this way. Like I hope that we continue to seek out the little things and the little ways that we can serve and love and care for one another, even beyond this, that it's not something that just stops in a couple of weeks when we go back to the office and when things kind of go back to a normal routine. Um, I hope that, you know, that, that these things, like that the sweet things that we've learned and the, um, the deepening of our relationship, that that just continues to grow. Yeah, that, that, that's a great answer, Katie, and a great encouragement, I think, for folks who are, we are, all of us spending more time at home, more kind of uninterrupted time together. 
Uh, and rather than kind of seeing this as uh, an inconvenience, I think sometimes the culture would push us to see this as an inconvenience in some way, but really seeing it as an opportunity to love and to serve uh, one another well. Uh, and, and so um, I know personally that all four of you are so uh, critical to the mission and the vision of our church. Uh, and each of you brings a really unique perspective. And 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 I've benefited from my friendship with each of you. Uh, and I think our church benefits from from your uh, perspective. And, and so I, I would just kind of want to ask a, one final question here of you. I know that uh, you all, our church is incredibly thankful for you, um, for the, the way that uh, you model Christ to them. But I would just ask you maybe if you would just kind of say, hey, what's one thing that, that you've been thankful for about Lake Murray here during this season? What's one way that you're thankful for our church uh, through these last few weeks. And, and Allison Powell, I'll, I'll start with you. Well, one thing I'm super thankful for is the ladies in this Zoom call and um, just how they've served me and they've served our family. He's in um, my, I keep going back to this, but the unique gifts that God's given them. It's just so cool to see God using them in our church and also other people in our church, other um people who I feel like have just really encouraged us during this time and um, other times as well, but also have um, just served our family through um, bringing meals in different seasons of our life or helping us, you know, renovate this old farmhouse or, um, you know, helping us build a goat pen or whatever it may be. Um, Just, just sending encouraging notes. Like I just feel like we have so many people in our church who are truly thoughtful um, to us and to our staff and, and, um, are really encouraging. And that goes a long way. Yeah. I would tag on to that and just say, we've been loved really well through this season. Um, I've had people show up at our door with like food and yesterday someone brought by a gift and my kids were outside and I didn't even know that someone was bringing something. Um, and so, that and then just people checking in and saying like, hey, how are you guys? How can I pray? Um, we've gotten a lot of notes of encouragement and thank yous um, for like the work that like David is doing and our family is like doing. And so that's just been really encouraging for our family. Um, specifically, I would just say that I've been really encouraged by our connect group. Um, they have just loved our family super well, and it's been really neat in this season to be able to, I guess, pray as families on Tuesday nights and like read God's word together, um, each in our own home. But honestly, it's a little bit more without distraction. We're not, um, dropping kids off and rushing to get into a a building, honestly. And so it's just been something I've been really thankful for, um, to have a small group of people check in and then also the greater church who's just loved us super well. And um, I, I can't express the, well, let me back up on that. I have to just tag on to both of those. It, it's the same. It's just the fact that our church loves us so well. Um, our church loves, and I could say specifically loves on my kiddos a lot and, and are very kind and sweet to my children. And that just, you know, warms my heart and it, it makes me super happy to be a part of that. Uh, when Hannah broke her ankle, uh, out of nowhere, I had probably four or five people just send cards, little notes of encouragement, little gifts. And that 
encouraged her so much and it really just encouraged me, um, brought me to tears, you know, just the generosity and sweetness that people are loving our kids so well and the way they love, you know, my husband, the way they love him through his work and, and encourage him in his work. Cause it, it can be tough sometimes, not just as a pastor's wife, but the pastor himself goes through a lot and to know that the church is really supportive. is just, it's, it's wonderful. And I've just really been encouraged by um, like what Allison said at our connect group. Um, uh, you know, it's just been so encouraging to be able to gather together with um, with a small group of people on a weekly basis, just to spend time in the word and in prayer um, and just loving and encouraging one another. Um, and not just for um, my adult connect group, but also for um, the student ministry connect groups that I'm able to be a part of and that my husband's able to be a part of. Um, we've just been so not only impressed with our students, but just impressed with our volunteers, like our volunteers at Lake Murray are top notch and they have really just pressed in and, and dug into this time and they have gone above and beyond and um, not just with student ministry, but with kids ministry and our connect group leaders, like our volunteers have just really embraced this, um, this unique season that we're in. And I'm just so grateful for how all of the volunteers at Lake Murray have just embraced this season and they've just, um, just wanted to serve the body well. And it's just been encouraging to kind of sit back and be able to watch that happen. Yeah. I would echo all of those things that the ladies have said, just in my own experience, how thankful we are for the generosity of Lake Murray and for their graciousness, kindness, and love. And uh, ladies, I know that our church are thankful for you. And I'm thankful that you've taken the opportunity uh, to spend some time on the podcast, encouraging our church. And I know uh, that this interview has been helpful and edifying to our congregation. So thank you guys. Thank you ladies for being with us on the pod. And a special thank you to you, the members of Lake Mary Baptist Church, and to all of our listeners. Remember, this podcast and the other ministries of Lake Mary Baptist Church are brought to you by the generous tithes and offerings of our church membership. To give to the ministries of Lake Mary Baptist Church, you can follow the link in the description. For more information about Lake Mary Baptist Church, you can always visit our church website, www.lakemurraybc.org. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. By subscribing, you'll be notified whenever a new pod is posted. We hope that you'll join us again next time as we seek to live in light of the gospel in the places where God has placed us for his glory, our joy, and others' good.